It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Warning. This program may contain material of an explicit or graphic nature. Viewer discretion is advised. Casting undead from the B-Ward, this is the Postmortem Show. I'm Dom. And I'm JD. And today, as suggested by listener Eileen, we're going to give you the top five plants in horror. Horticultural horrors. <laughs> Horticultural horrors. There you are with the puns. Yeah. We're missing that last week. Yeah, I was. Uh, you're not going to get many out of me today either because I am going to fucking kill somebody. Horror plants. <laughs> Vegetation. Vegetation. Violent vegetation. Violent vegetation. It's not a list I would have ever thought to make. Nah. So we appreciate, you know, listener But list. fucking botany. <laughs> <laughs> but fucking botany. The brutal botany of the violent vegetation. We appreciate your list, Eileen. We appreciate all the suggestions. We've yeah. got a lot from Eileen. We've got a lot from the guy from the Overlook Hotel, which is another podcast going on yeah but uh we're gonna be getting to those lists today it's top five plants we have a lot more and also it's the second edition the return of der screener schnitzel der screener schnitzel schnitzel. where we have (laughs) we have some special films that we watched as as sent to us by the writer and director himself, Phil Stevens, from Unearth Films. We had Flowers and Lung Two. Lung Two. There was lung. no Lung One. There is a Lung One. There is. Yeah. They, so this is what happened. We're gonna get to the review, but okay. he made the Lung Two, uh-huh. and Lung One is a less violent, like edited version that makes more sense of Lung Two. Really? And they had it on the discs, like on the bonus discs. Oh, okay. But it's Lung Two because it's like. Flowers is one. Yeah. Lung is two. Is two, yeah. And then Paradise is the next one. Okay. Paradise. There's no E. 
It's three. Okay. It's a trilogy. Nice. And we will be getting to that. But first, I, I, I want to preface this show before we go on that if I if I fuck anything up, I'm a week free of energy drinks right now, and I feel like I'm detoxing. Yeah, like literally, like I can like I can feel it in my joints. You know, like and I haven't smoked crack in at least twenty four hours. Uh, it's, yeah, it's crack is the only thing getting me through this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you, you don't realize like how much that shit affects you. And I was only drinking like one energy drink a day. It was one of the big cans, but like. You spend a hundred bucks a month on those if you drink one energy drink a day at what they cost, and it's almost three hundred calories in one of those cans. That's like a meal in and of itself. But then you stop drinking them, and you actually like cold sweat and like get the the lactic acid. Yeah, you're drinking a bunch of them. Shit, yeah. I mean, that's gonna it's, affect you. Yeah, I drink a Kickstart every morning. Kickstart. Yeah. I've actually started drinking coffee. I didn't drink coffee for years. Yeah. But I, I need something to get me through the day and it's not fall asleep at my desk. not as bad for you as energy drink. No, not at all. Not at all. So, In honor of both listener Eileen's suggestion and the fact that Phil Stevens, flowers, flowers are a plant. They are. So we're going with the top five flowers plants. And the screen is chisel. First. We have to get to horror news. Horror news. Recently, we talked about the Fabaduke, the fabulous Fabaduke, fabulous ba- Babaduke. Babaduke. The Babaduke has become a gay icon, and now, if you get on to Indiegogo, you can contribute towards the creation of the Babadong dildo, a dildo. Shaped like the Baba Duke. I gotta say, I kind of want to get one of those and just have them like in a glass display case. Four hundred and ninety dollars have been pledged out of fifteen thousand dollars, which is three percent by nine backers with a month left to go. Uh, so if you want to make it happen, yeah, you need to come with the rest of that fifteen grand. That's so Skrilla. They can mold some Baba Dongs. <laughs> Behold the Baba Dong, a high quality silicone dildo. The Baba Dong has a sturdy base, so you can strap it on and take it anywhere. Don't worry if it gets dirty on your adventures, which it most likely will, because the Baba Dong is dishwasher safe. <laughs> it has a length of 7.5 inches from the base of the tip and a girth of 5 and 3 quarter inches around its thickest part. The campaign on Indiegogo is for pre-orders. The Baba Dong will only go into production if the minimum goal is met. If not, everyone will be refunded. Wow, so all right. Well, that's it, a pledge. Yeah, it's a Baba Dong pledge. What what is the what is the pledge? What is the cost of this pledge? Uh, well, the way it works with Indiegogo, there's like tiered levels. Mm-hmm. So right now they have four ninety out of fifteen thousand. Okay, so they are three percent fulfilled. <laughs> right. Oh. So we will see. Yeah, sixty dollars is the Baba Dong pledge where you get one. You if can go any higher than that as how, much, how much as you want. Sixty dollars. Yeah. If it's in a word or in a book, you get ass fucked by the Baba Duke. <laughs> and then a little kid's gonna scream for his mommy. <laughs> well, speaking of other things that you can buy online, Stan Winston has uh, established the Stan Winston School of Character Arts online for forty dollars a month for limited, or sixty dollars a month unlimited. Or $360 a year, completely unlimited. 
you have access to hundreds of online tutorials on how to create special effects makeup, prostheses, uh, animatronics, all kinds of stuff. That's awesome. They have regular workshops with actual Hollywood special effects artists. If you're a member, you get discounts on those uh, live workshops. Uh, if you're not a member, you can just pay a flat fee and still uh, attend them. Uh, and they're really kind of pushing to get practical makeup effects back into people's eyes and into their minds. Online effects school sounds like the best and worst concept ever. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if you're a it's fast, cool, but you're a like, fast learner or like mechanically inclined yeah. or an artist already, it would be good for you. If yeah. you have no idea what the fuck you're doing, it probably won't be very good for exactly. you. But there is, if you sign up for it, there is a month free trial. So you can take a look at it and see if you think it's for you. Um, I don't have a lot of free funds right now, but when I get to a point that I do, I think I might actually sign up for it and uh, check it out. You should, because then finally we can make our movie. Yeah, of Donald Trump shitting chocolate pudding all over a bald eagle. That's not what the movie was supposed to be. That's the rad vampire in the Phantom of the Skate Park. (laughs) With Donald Trump shitting all over a bald eagle. Okay. If you if you learn how to do the effects on that, then we'll do it. Yeah, or or we could get Hank Skinny to yeah. play to play Donald Trump. That'd be and, all our budget. flying in and vomit feeding, red, white, and blue not all just over. Paying but feeding. Yeah, him. Hank Skinny. Yeah. We, he can only eat red, white, or blue food, so that he, he pukes <laughs> those colors onto the bald eagle. <laughs> then puts it be, in a blender. If that's the case, he's just gonna be puking a bunch of purple. That's true. We'll have to have him out for three days. Yeah, and feed him different colors each day. Yep. Do you, Back, think, do you think Hank Skinny eats like a regular person, or do you think he has like a special diet? I don't know. He's a, he must be training like an Olympian. Yeah, an Olympian of throwing up. So it's probably a, a strict regiment. Yeah, very. Probably eats every three hours, small meals. Yeah, and then eats an entire buffet right before they film. Yeah. Like takes an entire buffet, liquefies it, dumps it into a feed bag, and straps it to his face. No, it, it's just intravenous. <laughs> <laughs> Back in May, Leatherface, the prequel to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, was announced as being available soon, and that it's really going to happen because it's been pushed back a couple times. Now, limited theatrical release will begin October 20th, and will also be exclusively available to DirecTV customers September 21st. Cool. So it's going to be on DirecTV before it's on theaters. Hmm. But it's going to hit theaters, though? It is going to hit limited theaters. With these, this announcement, I don't really have a lot of high hopes for it. The fact that DirecTV... You yeah. Know, that's kind of a bad sign. Yeah. It's a TV movie about Leatherface. But it does have acclaimed French filmmakers Alexandre Bustillo and Julian Mari from Inside and Livid, which are great fucking movies. Yeah. Livid, not so much as Inside, but Inside was amazing. I've never seen Livid. Leatherface examines the titular murderer's journey from teenage psycho to skin-wearing slasher icon. Notable cast members include Stephen Dorff from Blade, Lily Taylor from The Conjuring, and Finn Jones from Marvel's Iron Fist. So they're, they're following him as a teenager. It's a prequel. I really hope that they don't try and, like, make him a normal teenager. I really know? hope so, too. He needs to be he's supposed retarded. to be mentally retarded. Yeah, yeah, he should be retarded. He shouldn't fit in. That's that's the story of Leatherface. Or it's going to be fucking Leatherface it's, Twilight. It's supposed to be a turned-up Ed Gein. Yeah? Ed Gein was the weirdo of town. Yeah. 
He was a little bit of an oddball, as they would say. He he was. He's a, a he, little odd, and well, he means well, but he's a little odd. He marches to the beat of a different drummer. <laughs> <laughs> he also digs up old women and makes nipple belts. Nipple belts. Belts out of their nipples, yeah. and wears their their vaginas over his own penis. Yeah, and his hats. Yes, lampshades, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with this fucker. I hope it's good, yeah. but well, it's direct TV though. It's not like on the Sci-Fi Channel. It's that's it's like request, so it could still be. It has TV in the name, Dom. True. Continue. Neil Marshall, director of Dog Soldiers and The Descent, has been tapped to helm the new Hellboy reboot entitled Rise of the Blood Queen. He is going for an R rating with as many practical effects as he can accomplish. Has gotten permission to make the movie brutal, bloody, and gory. Awesome. So, Dog Soldiers, good movie. The Descent, I don't really remember. I know I've seen it, but it's not really anywhere in my brain. It doesn't really hold up space there. Uh, But this is a guy who knows how to make a monster movie. And Hellboy, if you read the comic books at their core, they're monster stories. So uh, I, I am now I am now officially excited for this. If he wants practical effects and he's bringing in the gore and Mike Bignola is involved in it, it has the blessing of Guillermo del Toro yeah. too. So we'll see. Hopefully, it's good. So. Tell you about something that's not so good. Cannibal adult film star who filmed himself killing and eating his boyfriend is now getting married behind bars. Luca Magnata, the cannibal adult film star who filmed himself killing and eating his boyfriend, is getting married to another killer behind bars. The 34-year-old met his fiance on a dating website for prisoners. I didn't know that was a thing. The two are tying the knot on June 25th at the Port Cartier Institution. Luca Magnato was handed a life sentence back in 2012 for killing his boyfriend, chopping him into pieces, and mailing them to schools and politicians. Wow! I didn't know that part of the story. (laughs) (laughs) Including then-Prime Minister Stephen Harper and other high-profile MPs across Canada. Magnata was dubbed the Canadian Psycho, is engaged to be married with Anthony Jolin, a fellow inmate who was jailed for armed robbery but is now serving a life sentence for stabbing another inmate in the shower. Stabbing him in the shower, eh? Yeah, eh? (laughs) Canadian shower stabbings. That's right. (laughs) Canadian shower stabbings. (laughs) The Sun reports the two met on an online dating forum... Canadian Inmates Connect, Inc. <laughs> Seems like very specialized dating service. That's but really, really, yeah. This is a success story, <laughs> yeah. I guess. This is their, their cover story on their website, wow. I bet. Magnata's dating profile describes him as a single white male looking for another single white male between the ages of 28 and 38. <laughs> Must be delicious. Must be white, in shape, and delicious. Emphasizing on white twice in a single sentence. Luca's old boyfriend, who was accused of killing June Lin, was a Chinese student. So he's going for the white meat. Yeah. Not so much the yellow. He got his, he got his fill of Chinese food. He's going for some, some <laughs> you know what happens food. when you eat Chinese food? You're yeah. always hungry later. Exactly. <laughs> Magnata's Canadian Inmates Connect profile description ends with the following. One who is loyal, preferably educated, financially and emotionally stable for a long-term committed relationship. Why the fuck do you care if they're financially stable if you're in prison? Who's going to buy your top ramen if you don't got your boy to do it? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> if you think he be, could be my Prince Charming, charming send me a detailed la- letter with at least two photos. Be white. 
<laughs> no, I had to be white again. For emphasis, he was arguing twice, you know. Wow. You think he sent him a uh, like a dick pic, but his dick was wrapped in cellophane to make him like a little bit hungry? I think more likely there's some parsley on it and that orange slice. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta those, make it more. Those, the, those, those those trays with like the the. <laughs> The uh, silver the tray, silver lid yeah. on it, and yep. you take the lid off of it, and it's just the it's dick. Just a, uh, There's some steam coming off of it. <laughs> <laughs> a, a flaccid penis and balls with some parsley and one slice of orange. Ah, <laughs> uh, a garnish, if you will. A garnish, <laughs> a cock garnish. Wow. So that's some real life horror news for you. That's a that's a love story there. Yep, that's my last bit of horror news. I'm going to end this with some good news. <laughs> Our friends... That wasn't good news. The, the, that's that true love. <laughs> that was, uh, the, you know... Oh, my love, <laughs> my darling. You think they're going to be like in the prison rec room reenacting the scene from Ghosts? for your touch, my darling. I'm done. It's a good rendition of that song. Yeah. So our friends at Deranged Minds Entertainment, makers of the uh, feature film Red Eye, which we have not seen yet. We were waiting to see it. We were waiting on it. Uh, and uh, two independent films that were very good, but I'm an asshole and I can't remember what they're called right now. The short films? Yeah. Sin? Sin. And what was the other one? Sin was the short one about the preacher, and then yeah. the other one was... The online dating one. Yes. Anyway, we reviewed. they're Tristan Clay and Destiny Ordoff, and they're awesome people. And they yeah. make good movies. And they've got a new one coming out that they have announced, entitled Inverted. Set in the 70s, a centuries-old cult known as the Inverts kidnap four sin-bearing individuals against their will to recruit for a holy war against the second coming of Christ. From a homosexual hippie, prostitute druggie, man in drag, and a pedophile priest, they're all deemed... To be choice victims to invert through initiations that push past the most brutal boundaries. Tristan Clay was quoted as saying, We are going bigger and more balls to the wall with this film. A very artistic exploitation blood fest is soon to come. I've often questioned my own sanity writing this film. Wow. It's going to be good. You know, hey, all Tristan, shit if you good. need a score, you know where to find me. Yeah. Dom <laughs> will give you a discount even though I can't remember your fucking name of your movie. We're going to have to edit that in, Dom. No. There's more work for me. I, I've already apologized for my fuck-ups in advance. Just let them go. <laughs> let it happen. You know what else we can let happen? You know, Dom. You know, Dom, that look in your eye. I just, sometimes I just wish, you know, if we were in prison, you know, if, if there was a dating service, you're the only person's penis that I would eat. That makes me feel very good about myself. I feel special. You know, I I might be a cannibal and all, but uh, and you might have been only arrested for armed robbery, but you stabbed that guy in prison, right. and you're here to stay, just like me. So if we can just right now embrace and we can slow dance right now, I think that we'll both appreciate it because, like the song says, only time it can only do so much. You know when I uh, when I stab that. Hold on, guy. I'm trying to listen to the rest of the lyrics and recite them. Ooh. 
sequence when I stabbed that guy in the shower in prison, I knew I was doing it for a reason beyond simple violence. Beyond simple violence. I, it, was, it was to find true love. Yeah, so was, that's the reason that we, we found the Farmers Only, I mean, CanadianInmatesOnly.com. It's because for this moment, you know, we're both Canadian, eh? Hey. You know? We gotta play hockey with nothing but sticks made out of dicks and a nut sack on the floor, and we can have mullets made out of dicks. And as you slap shot that ball puck into my mouth, I'll make sure I have the parsley and all the orange slices that we need. I'm touched. Me too. I'm touching myself. <laughs> just, just let the song fill. Fill you. Let it wash over you. As you're listening to this, I want you to imagine me and Dom slowly skating, ice skating, from one end of the rink to the other through a field full of daisies that are somehow growing out of the ice. As Biff drives a Zamboni behind us. (laughs) (laughs) I can just imagine that, that slow, slow skate as we look off into the distance. Dom. I ate the last person I was in love with. And I'm going to do it to you, too. But I'm going to wait a little longer because this is true love. Dom looks very, very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, the that's it. most that's, golden moment in post-war that's history. Enough, that's, enough, that's enough of this horror. We don't even need to do this show ever uh, anymore. Get, We're done. Get yourself... Some parsley, an orange slice. You sit down by the fire. May you find true love. May you find true love. And we will be back with Der Screener Schnitzel. Der Screener Schnitzel. Where we're going to review Phil Stevens, Flowers, and Lung 2. After this. Hi, thanks for listening to the Postmortem Podcast. If you want to support us, go to our website at www.postmortemshow.com and click the Amazon link. By clicking on the Amazon banner, Amazon will give a small percentage of the purchase price of your item back to the Postmortem Podcast at no additional cost to you. That's right. It doesn't cost you any money. We get money. You want us to keep doing this? You want more Doug Jones talk? You want more dick and fart talk? I don't care. We're going to do it. Fund our filthy, filthy habits. Yes, and they are many and they are vast. And most of them aren't legal. <laughs> yes. Click the banner. Just do it. Come on, don't be a dick. Give us money. Der Screener Schnitzel. Der Screener Schnitzel. Der Screener Schnitzel. Der Screener Schnitzel. sent two films by Phil Stevens. Yeah. From Unearth Films. Yep. One of the leading companies that produces the most brutal shit y'all ever see. Awesome catalog of amazing and stuff thanks to Stephen Byro. Yes. And Phil himself. Yeah. No slouch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did not know who he was when we got these movies. Now I'd I know a- who he is and I'm glad for it. I had actually heard a lot about Flowers. Uh-huh. I didn't hear about Lung 2 yet but we'll get into the movies and the breakdown but this motherfucker knows what he's doing. He's a fucking artist. Yes, this is great. 
I would compare him to a a young Lucifer Valentine. Yeah, there's there's some of that there, and uh, you know he he has a very almost like classical silent movie style of filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, it's very, definitely has some artsy, but it's not like artsy smartsy. Yeah, you uh, know? Apparently, he's a painter also. I, I he is his art's amazing. Yeah, and uh, his his movies are an extension of his paintings. Yeah, his his, his art's amazing. You, um, if you haven't added him on Facebook yet, you should. Yes. Yeah. He's got some really good fucking art, so... We're going to start off with Flowers. 2015, directed and written by Phil Stevens. It's an abstract, surreal horror film centering around six dead women waking up in a crawl space below their killer's house, only to discover that they are trapped in their own limbo and purgatory. The house itself contains many rooms revealing hints and clues to their past lives and how they've come to end up where they are. One by one and alone, each girl is forced to accept their fate or to remain in place between the walls of a rotting house. Uh, A movie that tells its story in silence, without any spoken dialogue, and surrounded in a cryptic and dark visual atmosphere, Flowers is a film that builds on the journey and not the destination. uh, There's that old saying in film, show, don't tell, and Homeboy takes that shit seriously with his work. Yeah. As you said, there's no dialogue in these movies. It's all visual, light, shadow, color, awesome soundtrack. Emotion. Emotion, and when yeah. there is speaking, the words that you hear are all garbled up. Yeah, like they do it to where it's like uh, fucking the peanuts. Yeah. It's uh, the peanuts. I, I had an experience on LSD where uh, that kind of happened. When people would talk to me, their mouths would move, but what was coming out was not the words that they were saying. It was just sort of like random word salad. And that's kind of what this felt like. It was very hallucinatory and and, and straight up nightmarish. Yeah. You might have thought that this took place in John Wayne Gacy's crawl space, but the fact that it's women and not little boys was a dead giveaway. Yeah. The gore is really well done. Fucking The good. practical effects in this movie, it's dirty, grimy, and disgusting. Claustrophobic as fuck. Instead of buckets of blood, it's more of a grinded up guts and black sludge. Yeah. Ultra realistic and well done. The, the corpses look great. Yeah, everything looked good. Yeah. It's disorienting, too. Because yeah. of the fact that it takes place in a crawl space, uh, it's like a maze, and I could never get my visual bearings yeah. in my head when I was watching it to where the characters were headed. Even though this was all filmed in a, in a confined space, it's like. You don't know where they're going. You don't. You get lost yeah, in the movie. Yeah, they're, they're going under the house. Well, they, they they start out like under the porch, and then they're under the house, and they're up in the walls, yeah. and then they're kind of in these rooms. But what's cool is that each ghost, effectively, because each of the girls in the movie are, are pretty much ghosts. Yeah, like each ghost haunts a different section of the house. Yeah, so as one ghost crawls like through the hole in the floor into the bathroom, it becomes the next ghost. Yeah, and and it's it's so seamlessly done. Yeah, you know, that that it just it, everything just flows together so well, and yet you still do feel like you're trapped and you're lost and you can't get out of it, for sure. And you know what? It's, uh, beyond just the directing and the gore and everything, something that really made a difference in this movie for me was the score and the sound design. Great, 
great. Great. For a movie that has no dialogue, yeah. the fucking score really built it up. And that's the way it has to be. Be- Begotten is a perfect example of that, and this movie reminded me a lot of Begotten, not necessarily in the filming style, but in the use of sound and the use of music and it the really use of droning. It really builds up and down with the pace of the movie, too. Yeah. Like, it'll get intense, and then it'll die off a little bit. Yeah. And it'll come back, you know? And it's not that jump scare, like, violent... Just a looming know? dread, constantly. Yeah. A constant it's looming just, dread. It's a depressing movie to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a, a sound guy, and as a music guy, and as a sound design guy, I, you know, I got a little boner for this movie because of the way it was so well done. You know, and everything fit. Nothing felt out of place. Everything really was just where it was supposed to be. For sure, and it delivers on the gore and has one of the best production values for a lower budget. And I don't mean that in any condescending way, because this movie is as good as anything you'd see in the mainstream theaters, horror-wise. But for the budget that he had, the gore he delivered is probably the best I've ever seen. Shy of maybe Lucifer Valentine. Yeah, Yeah, Lucifer Valentine, and uh, as we'll get into with his next movie, Marcus Cook, his effects with... That those three are some of the best, you yeah. Know? And it really delivered with the fucking gore. The, like, there's the this... gore; it's so realistic, and it's a dreary gore, yeah. like a sudden violence, like like the like, beginning you know? of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that kind of gore. Yeah, yeah. Where you know the the corpses are still rotting, you know, and you can you can see like the decay, like you can almost smell them. That's if how you, yeah. they were. What I kept on thinking is like this guy; he's using a bunch of dead animal parts. I know he is. Yeah. <laughs> What did this set smell like? Yeah. Phil, yeah, send us a message. Send us an email. Postmortemshow at gmail.com. We want to know the smell you endured for this movie. <laughs> and make your next movie in smell-o-vision. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really liked... There's a part... You, you can't really spoil this movie because it's not. there's not like a lot of shocks or anything. Yeah. But there, there's a part where a girl's eating and then the food turns into rot. Yeah. And... the. I mean, I wanted to fucking puke. When yeah, I saw that, and very not, not many movies have had that effect on me. Yeah, I would say as we'll get into with the next one with Lung Two, there was a part in that that was more disgusting to me visually and like Ugh, yeah, than than Flowers. But Flowers, man, it, the it also delivered on the nudity. Yeah, so he's delivering on the nudity, although some of which I wish I could unsee. There's some straight up penis and vagina in that in that movie. Yeah, like a very quick shot of it, but it was there. It was there, and. We appreciate that, yeah. but but also the exile, yeah, walking around, yeah, all naked, yeah. You know, you gotta you gotta have some balance. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was actually to me that's a good thing. Yeah, you know, you see nudity, nudity you don't want to see means so much more than just seeing some like awesome tits. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it it adds it's to it. the feel of it, it and it. it adds to like the sense of vulnerability. Yeah, and the it's it's a good plot. It's, it's Schindler's List nudity. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Phil. Schindler's List nudity. I really like the businessman watching from the TV. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. There's a lot of plots within the plot, and each woman or flower, as he would say, has their own. About how they got there. Yeah. You know, there's a, they all have their own build-up. The sequence crawl- of events that sort of led to them yeah. being, becoming victims. And the crawl space itself might be a metaphor for hell or maybe purgatory. Director Phil Stevens remodeled rooms in his own house specifically to create the sets. It's a lot of work. This, mo- this movie took place in his own house. <laughs> 
which made it hard to get around in his own house. Yeah. To like go, oh, you know, I feel like some pancakes. I gotta crawl through hell and yeah, bodies. I, I gotta crawl <laughs> over this fucking dead pig and this, ba- this this bathroom covered in fucking shit and blood. This was a fucking passion project for Absolutely. me. Lack of dialogue may turn certain people away, but please give this a chance. If you're listening to the show, if you're a fan of our podcast, you know, you like horror, you like comedy, you like things that are disturbing, you have to fucking watch this yeah, movie. There's not a lot of comedy in this movie. <laughs> there's no comedy. No comedy at all. Just, th- I, I will say, though, if you are going to watch it, make sure you're well-rested, because the lack of dialogue and the sort of droning, hypnotic nature of it, the first time I tried to watch it, I fell asleep, because I'd had a hard, a hard day at work, so I went back and watched it again the next day when I was better rested, and it totally just grabbed me and pulled me in. No, it's a grind. Yeah. It's not an easy watch. Yeah, not at all. But that's, in, in a that's good way. That's his style, though. In yeah. a good way, yeah. And uh, if you are going to watch it, what I recommend is you, you turn this fucker on. Turn the lights off. Turn the sound up. Even though there's no dialogue. Just for the fucking score. And you put your fucking phone away. Yeah. And absolutely. you experience it. Go on this ride. This movie is a ride. It's not a movie. Yeah. This ain't no Iron Man. No. You're not watching Iron Man here. You're not going to be texting your friend, seeing what's going on later in the night. You're going to be... Checking Facebook and shit. This movie is an experience, so go and experience it. So if you're going to listen to our review and you're going to watch Flowers, or Long 2, which we're going to get to next, just put your fucking phone away. Yeah. Put it in the next room. Put it in the next room. Turn it off. Turn the lights off, turn the volume up, and experience this emotional roller coaster yeah. that is Flowers. Yeah, so. it's, you know, we love Lucifer Valentine on this show. So a lot, of, a lot of things come back to him in terms yeah. of comparison because he's sort of the measuring stick for a lot of things. To he us. is, for us he is, yeah. And this dude's on par. It's, he it's, is. It's different. Oh, yeah. it's, it's not the intensity of Lucifer Valentine with the vomiting and the torture and the... You know all that. It, his is a very, a very low key kind of grind. I would, I, I would disagree in the fact that I think it is as intense as it just in a different way. In a different way, it's not vomiting into vaginas and stuff. Yeah. But he's, he's there. He's yeah. there with the, it's the grittiness. Yeah. The you grit, know? the dirtiness, the, the, the raw emotion that's in the movie. If I was a multimillionaire, I would give this fucker a million dollars and see what he made. And yeah. it would be horrible. Yeah. Horrible. It'd be worse than any of those. <laughs> it would ruin lives. Yes. If if I could do it, I would. So, but you guys go to Unearth Films. You buy flowers. You buy lung tubes. Don't torrent this. And if we yeah. find out you're torrenting it, we're going to come to your house yes. and we're going to barf in your vagina. We if are. you don't have a vagina, we're going to cut you one with a fucking electric turkey carver and then barf into it. We are going to do that. And many other things. Such as... And the last segment, the song Unchained Melody. Yeah. Oh, we're going to actually enact that in front of you. My darling. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do you rate in this movie in, in, terms of, in terms of Canadian shower stabbings? IMDb gives this 5.4. Fuck that. Out of, 10. out of 10, I would give it 9.2. Canadian shower stabbings. I'm going to agree with you on that. I gave it a 9 here, but I'm going to bump it up to 2 for that also. Yeah, this is a movie that needs to be seen yeah. by you. If you're listening to us right now, you're one of our subscribers, you listen to all the shows, anyone who's listening to this podcast, you need to check out Flowers. Yeah. It is, it is unlike anything. It's very rare 
being of watching horror movies since a young age. Being jaded. I'm 32 years old as of the recording of this podcast. I've been watching horror movies since I was about five years old. And I've seen everything there was. This movie surprised me. Yeah. And it was different. Yeah. And there's not much that is different now. Yeah, there's not much that's there's really There's a lot of the like same. This. It's either well executed, it's worse executed, but this movie itself, it was different. Yeah. And most, that's why I fucking love it. Most so. horror movies are variation on some sort of theme. This takes the theme and fucking boots it out the door and does its own fucking thing with it. So we're going to agree with 9.2. Yep. Before we get to Lung 2, the second part, the prequel and to Flowers. Kind of sequel in a weird sort of way. It's... I read that it was a prequel. Uh-huh. That's the only reason I understand that. Okay. Because I thought it was a sequel at first. But uh-huh. Lung 2, 2016, written, directed, and starring Phil Stevens and Bryant W. Lohr Sr., who played the exile in the first movie. So the killer yeah. from the first movie returns. Phil Stevens himself not only did it, wrote, directed, did the cinematography, everything for this movie, but now he is the lead actor. Which... It's a roll of the dice. Yeah. You know, when your creative vision, sometimes you might, you got to take control of it. And that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And he did a fucking good job. Yeah, he did. So but There was no sophomore slump nope. for the sequel. It was not. And a lot of people thought that this is going to be, you know, we, we all saw Flowers. It's great. Now how, here's the next one. How are you going to follow it up? How are you going to follow it up? A nameless man wanders the city littered with necrotic artifacts and a trail of corpses. Are his grotesque hallucinations clues to a violent past, or are they premonitions? So, Lung 2 opens up with a black and white scene of a man hacking up a corpse with all practical and amazing effects. Meaty goodness. That was the scene that I described in the last movie. Not the that, refrigerator scene? No. I like <laughs> no, that was that made me happy. Yeah. The refrigerator scene, we'll get to that. Yeah. But the beginning where he's hacking it up. As a vegetarian that especially. Was disgusting. Yeah. yeah. As a vegetarian, disgusting. Yeah. That was, was And ultra realistic and gritty and the black and white, you know, to do the first film in color, flowers is in color. Yeah. This is in black and white. It did favors. It did. It really helped, actually. It, it added like an air of mystery to what was going on, you know. Not just that, but just man, just the grittiness. Yeah. It was more dirty and disgusting. It it was like a racer head. Yeah. It's like gore noir. Yeah. That's that's Phil that's Phil Stevens uh new genre that he invented. It's called gore noir. Okay. Did you just make that up? Yes, I did. Okay, we're, we're going to run with it, though. <laughs> go, goar. <laughs> goar. Lung 2 is a Goar movie, directed by Phil Stevens. <laughs> so, it's a prequel of Flowers, but the only connection is the man that we know as the Exile. Yep. A chubby old man with a beard. Naked. likes to be naked and kill people. Yeah. Fuck their corpses. Fuck their corpses. Play with their guts. Play with their guts. Good times. Yeah. Sounds Good like a stand-up dude. Yeah. Much like Flowers, there's no dialogue. It's all in black and white, though. Amazing score. Even better than Flowers. Yeah. And great practical effects. Yeah. Even better as well. He... There, there were... Because there were some body horror elements to this one that weren't in Flowers. There, there are, some monsters. yeah. The glass in the foot. Yeah, that looked real. 
and some of the hacking of the corpses and just the fucking decay. He really has a way of making gore grimy and disgusting, not just blood and guts. Yeah. You feel dirty watching yeah, parts of this movie. There's 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 like entropy in this yes. movie. It's disgusting. It makes you feel like you're going insane just along with the main character. Yep. Absolutely. Phil Stevens has a true artistic vision and takes a lot of chances with the lack of dialogue, with the restriction of color. Some of the choices that he made with these movies it works though. Yeah. And where where Flowers had sort of a, a limited storytelling in the sense that it all took place in one house, this went in the complete opposite direction and it took place over multiple locations, but like one location fed into the other in Flowers, one location because of the nightmarish, disoriented quality of Lung, like the location still fed into the others. Yeah, it's limited to storytelling. It follows the main character. Yeah. You're always with him. Yeah. Played by Phil. The unknown. Yep. You are always with him from start to finish. So he always delivers on the gore, brutality, and the nudity. We even get some really good body horror, like yeah. you said. Penis vagina, penis vagina, and the fridge creature. That's yeah. how I described it. I didn't say penis vagina fridge creature. It's penis vagina, penis vagina. Yeah. Fridge creature. It's just it's a lump of flesh with a vagina and a penis. <laughs> Was created by one of the best effects guys in the business today, Marcus Cook who does a lot of effects for Unearth and also directed American Guinea Pig Bloodshock. Nice. I need to see Bloodshock. I haven't seen that yet. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Um, I watched it before we started doing the show. Really? Maybe after, I don't know. But we're, this is episode 71, so maybe, yeah, this is 2015, so I maybe I've seen it before we started doing the show, but it deserves to be talked about. Yeah. So, fuck. Lung 2. Yeah. An experience. If I thought Flowers was an experience, Lung 2 took it to the next level. Yeah. I really think that I can't wait for Paradise. Yeah. It's Paradise, but without the E. Yeah. So I must pronounce it Paradise, I guess. Paradise. Paradise. Well, Paradise 3. Dis is like one of the cities in hell in Dante's Inferno, so maybe it comes from, it's a play on that. Paradise Charge. Paradise Charge. <laughs> um, so Flowers was Ain't about. Ain't no feeble bastard. Ain't no fucking scapegoat. I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch. <laughs> um, Flowers was about victims. And the victims accepting their status as the victim. Yeah. Lung 2 was about the killer. And him accepting his role as a killer. And I think, personally, that um, Phil's character and the exile from the first movie are actually the same character. And as they kind of... Either like they exist in alternate realities, or maybe one's like a psychological projection of the other. They sort of merge into a single character over the course of the movie, and I think that's sort of him accepting what he is and what he does, and like sort of his predatory, murderous function in the world. Uh, I, there, there was a lot of good psychology and artistry going into this movie, along with the body horror and the, the just sheer weirdness of it. It's a fucking wild ride. Yeah. Mr. Stevens, wild ride. <laughs> you little toad, you. Motor cars. <laughs> I knew you gave this one a 5.9. Fuck that. What the fuck? Yeah. For me. Sorry, excuse me again. Canadian something? Canadian shower stabbings? Canadian shower stabbings. I'm going to give it 9.5 of those. Wow. I'm going to give this one 9.2 again. I liked it as much as I liked Flowers. Um, 
Flowers I had no complaints about. This one didn't have quite the emotional overwhelmingness that Flowers had. Uh, and that I thought that he could have touched on that a little bit more. You know, um, some other reviewers have said the same thing, but to me, Flowers, while Flowers is overwhelming because it's the first time you're used to his style right. with the lack of dialogue yeah, and the way he makes his movie, I think Lung 2 is an improvement because Lung 2 is more disturbing which I like. You yeah. Know, the physically disturbing, the gore, things like that. And the the element of adding the body horror. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of that with the girls slicing themselves with the stitches. Spoiler alert. Yeah. And flowers, you know. But Lung 2, to me, was just so much more... Uh, it, it's I don't want to say more of the same, but it was, like, turned up. It was. It definitely, it definitely took it up a notch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe you've sold me on it. Maybe I'll, I'll go with you on that. Yeah, because it was not just not just the uh, effects. The effects are better in Lung Two. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because you got Marcus Cook on on there. You got the just jacking off dick vaginas full yeah. of blood and yeah. fingering them. F- finger the vagina till the penis comes blood. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you got to do in the refrigerator. Yeah. So if you guys are going to watch these movies, please get them both. Get the next one. Paradise 3. Paradise 3. When's that coming out? Do we know? I don't have a date, but Phil is going to come on the show. Yeah. Going to come on the postmortem show. We're going to talk about it. He was down. Nice. So we will be doing that. When this next movie is released, we're going to have a little interview with him. Yeah. I would like to host a screener of these movies at some point. Yeah. I'm sure he'd be down for that. Yeah. So. It, it, maybe get him out here. Shit. Yeah. Get him out you know, here. Like the, these movies are works of art. And they, they are, like, literally moving abstract paintings. And that's something that I admire in, in seeing a film. When you can do that and you can pull it off and you can have it be good and not have it be pretentious, because there was nothing pretentious about these movies. Not at all. And the fact that they, they clock in in an hour and 15 minutes each. Yeah. But they with the boring. lack of di- No, they're not boring at all. But with the lack of dialogue and stuff, you know, he didn't go two hours. He didn't go two and a half hours and just keep grinding and grinding you down. Yeah. He kept it at a brisk pace. There's nothing that didn't need to be in the film. Right. So, I appreciate yeah. that. He told his story. And, you know, so many so many screenwriters, like, they have the Quentin Tarantino... They have such a boner for Quentin Tarantino that, like, they all want to have fucking snappy dialogue and, you know, big jazzy lines. And in independent films, that can really, really harm you. Because if you're not a writer of the caliber of Quentin Tarantino, you shouldn't try and write that shit. And if you can't get actors caliber of the actors that he can get that can deliver those lines it's just going to make your movie look cheap and stupid yeah so like this was a strength in our an artistic strength in, in in phil's movies where he didn't fuck around with anything that was going to expose the budget of his movies and we'll talk more like when we get him on the show we'll talk more about his inspiration how much of a structured screenplay he had going into making this yeah which i imagine he has some but i imagine there's a lot of uh Free flowing, yeah, with the camera, yeah. There's some good, ideas. There's a lot of room yeah. to improvise in that yeah. kind of situation, for yeah. sure. So, so it felt like a dance, really. Like when you're watching it, it felt like you were watching a really fucked up dance. I thought it was a lot like, like a drug kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. For sure. we'll talk to him about that. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully we'll get Phil on the show soon. We'll go over this kind of shit as Paradise Three is about to come. But if you guys need to go to Earth Films, 
need to order these fuckers. Yeah, watch these movies. There's collector's edition special features and stuff. He sent us the screeners. I can't wait to purchase the yeah. collector's edition with all the special features, making of, all that stuff to kind of get more in his head. So. Yeah, for sure. You guys yeah, check it out. When I bought the, the box set of, of the Vomit Lord trilogy from uh, Black Lava Entertainment, the commentary and all the stuff that Lucifer Valentine did to shed light on on his movies made me love them even more and made yeah. me respect him as an artist even more. And I, I have a very, very strong feeling that if there's anything like that on these on the DVDs of or the Blu rays, I guess now Flowers and Lung, uh, it's gonna it's gonna fucking blow our minds. For sure. So check it out. Look up Phil Stevens. Thank you to Phil Facebook. Stevens for Thank you for sending us yeah. your stuff. We really appreciate it. We really enjoyed it. Like I said, I I've already talked to him about it before the recording of this episode and uh, told him it blew me away more than I, anything I've seen recently. Yeah. And if you too are a filmmaker, send us your screeners at postmortemshow at gmail.com and maybe you can become part of Der Screener Schnitzel. Der Screener Schnitzel. Whoop. So, we will be back in honor of flowers. We're doing the top five plants. As suggested by Eileen. Come on, Eileen. Oh, my my (laughs) dumpling. (laughs) Dumpling. All right, we're going to go back to the top five plants. That's been enough. This is a very awkward... No, Why do you keep looking at the other wall? On the other... <laughs> I can't make eye contact with you. <laughs> we will be back after this. This episode of the Postmortem Show is brought to you by the venue for our live show, Leisure Time Games. Leisure Time Games is located in the Santa Maria Town Center Mall downstairs, 159 Town Center East, Santa Maria, California. Or check them out online at www.leisuretimegames.com. For all your collectible card game trading needs, comic books, comic books, Cthulhu Yahtzee, Cthulhu Yahtzee, I can't wait. That's as soon as we are done with this commercial, we're gonna go back in there. We're gonna play some Cthulhu Yahtzee yeah. to celebrate. I don't even know how to play Yahtzee, but it was a Cthulhu thing, so I bought it. <laughs> yeah. And now back to some more postmortem. And we're back with the top five plants. The vegetation. The finally vegetation. The gory greenhouses. The gory greenhouses. The horror movie plants. The top five plants in all of horror. This was a, this was an interesting list to put together because I couldn't think of a lot off the top of my head. But as I started doing research on it, I was like, oh yeah, that movie. That you movie know, too. Holy yeah. shit, that movie. You know what? At first, you know, when, when I planted the seed of this here list, you yeah. know... It took a while, but it grew on me. Yeah, now we're reaping what we sowed. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we're making like Mormon caliber jokes. Yeah, for real. You know, I think we've burned it's out like, the wick like, post like worse than dad jokes. Fucking Mormon jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be... Dicks really and funny. pussies and cocks and butt <laughs> sex and fucking... We're, we're grasping at straws here. <laughs> Vomiting in vaginas! <laughs> <laughs> but... We did come up with the top five plants. Thank you, Eileen. Grasping at straw. <laughs> oh. Fuck. If you want to suggest the What list, have you done to us, Eileen? <laughs> join the ranks of listeners such as Eileen that have suggested lists in the past and send us a list with your top five. Of and so on, you got to make a suggestion. 
Top we're five falling list. off. We need your we need your magic. Postmortem show at gmail.com. Send us an email. Postmortem show at gmail.com. We will read your list on the air. We will read your top five. Eileen did not give us top five for any of her suggestions. But she wants us to to come up she came up with these lists. She wants us to do the list so that she can hear about these movies and then she's gonna watch them. Ah, that was her idea. Educational experience. Educational, so that works. Special educational. <laughs> Speaking of special educational, go ahead. All right. My number five is the Headless Horseman's Tree from Sleepy Hollow. That's good. Old fuck. Christopher Walken. Gnarled tree walking in a winter wonderland. File your teeth down if you're going to be a Hessian. Yep. It's the way it's got to be. The tree's pretty awesome. You stab it and it bleeds and it's full of severed heads. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. And it's on my honorable mentions. Tim Burton's last really good movie. I agree with that, yeah. I mean, if to me, for my money, Tim Burton's batting out of one out of like eight ratio. Oh, yeah, for sure. Get that money. Yeah, that's all it is now. You can't you Just can't put some him. black and white stripes on it and fucking cash in. Yeah. Put Johnny Depp in the movie. Here's Johnny Depp. Some funny hair. Ho, ho, ho. Give me your millions of dollars. Yeah. Give me an IMDb of 1.3. <laughs> Fuck you, Tim Burton. <laughs> Be the guys. Maybe he needs cocaine. I think that would probably help him. It was better in the 80s. Yeah. My number five is from a movie that you haven't seen yet. It's now on Amazon. So you have no excuse. The Girl with All the Gifts. Ah, yes. It's a zombie movie, right? Yeah. I reviewed it. I gave it a positive review. It's a zombie movie, but it's a little different than zombies because it's plant-based. It's a fungus that's attacking the brains of everyone. Then it comes to be like giant f- fucking fungus plant things that are growing and sprouting. And when the main one sprouts, it's going to wipe up the fucking world. Destroy the world. Wow. Everyone's going to die from a plant. Nice. So, pretty good plant. Yeah, apparently in South America, there is a mushroom that lives in the ground that is literally miles long and wide. And it's a single living fungus that is underneath this section of the rainforest. My dad's friend, who's like a botanist and all into like plants, and like super. Does it trip you out? Yeah, it trips me the fuck out. <laughs> well, it no. trips me out just to think about it. No, the mushroom. But like if you bite it, I think if you bit it, it would take you over. And I would trip for miles and miles. Ba-da-da-da-da! <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is the musical fast episode. forward musical Re- episode of Postmortem here. <laughs> Rewind one minute and then fast forward <laughs> a minute and a half, and then forget everything that you heard. Forget about my stupid miles and miles. My number four movie that is it's it's a good movie. It's not a great movie, but it has one of the best amputation scenes of any movie. That has come out of big budget Hollywood. And it's about a plant. The Creeper Vine in the movie The Ruins. You know what? It is one of the most disgusting plants. It's on my uh, honorable mentions. But didn't make my top five. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. The Ruins, underrated. Yeah. It's it's not a, it's not going to change your life. Yeah. But it's it's a good watch for you know 90 minutes to sit down. And I like movies that are involving things like... It's like an Aztec thing. Yeah. You know? Once they go there, if they try to leave, they shoot them. Yeah. Like, they, everyone knows what's going on but you. Yeah. I like those kind of Yeah, movies. and, like, the, the natives there used to sacrifice people to this plant. 
and you know it comes up the ruins and it gets in your skin like that's the cool thing that I like about it is it, like it wraps around you but it may not kill you right away it may put spores in your skin that fucking take over your body and you got plants growing out of yep. you and out of your hot thighs plants growing out of your tender tan thighs in your tent <laughs> your supple thighs supple thighs your, your supple fine. thigh foliage <laughs> <laughs> supple thigh foliage I like that <laughs> My number four is the go-to. The pods from Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. That's the go-to. Yeah. Any points? Yeah. Donald Sutherland? Alien plant The father of the Queefer. Is he? Queefer Sr. Donald Sutherland. Queefer Sutherland. I did not know he was was, was Queefer dad. Donald Sutherland. Queefer. I mean Queefer. Sutherland. Wow. I never made that connection. Interestingly enough, a little bit of trivia for you. Kiefer Sutherland never saw one of his dad's movies till he was 18 years old. Really? Because his dad wouldn't show them to him. Huh. When he saw the first movie, he was instantly inspired and determined to become an actor as well. So is that going to happen with Kaylee or Annabelle? Because they've never seen your death matches? They're going to see it when they're 18? And they're just going to start eating light bulbs? No, because they've already seen them, first of all. Second of all... Kiefer Sutherland is full of shit. <laughs> he is. He cost me a job. This, he's full of shit because, okay, I've never seen my famous millionaire dad's movies till I'm 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Once I saw him, he was so brilliant, I must become an actor. That sounds like the biggest bullshit fucking story ever. Yeah. So fuck you, Kiefer. Kiefer. You're still, you're still Queefs to us. You'll always be our Queefs. I will bequeath you <laughs> as the queefer of this here show, Postmortem. My number three is The Tree Spirits in the movie Arbor Demon. Reviewed, really? Yeah, reviewed it a little while I ago. I still have not watched it. I, I'm the one who gave you the fucking yeah. Arbor Demon DVD. Yeah. And I've never seen it. Yeah. And it's that good that yeah. you put it on your number three? It's, yeah, yeah the, the, the movie itself had some hit and miss quality to it. Sound design on it was fantastic, but the tree spirits were fucking awesome. There were these old Native American women who were like, it was all practical effects, covered in tree bark, and like, they walked around like gnarled trees, and they were all kind of like green and brown and covered in lichen, and they were just fucking cool looking. That's always the best hand job, a gnarled Native American woman. Yeah. With, covered in tree bark. In, in moss. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah. With every stroke. <laughs> I came came spirits that night. (laughs) Spirits came out of my dick. Wow. I'll never do peyote again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Number three. Numero tres. For me. I'm going to start to describe this and you cut me off if this is on your list. Because it's probably your number one. And I don't want to spoil it for you. Plants? A little bit rapey. A little bit rapey on the plant front. I think that's my number one. Okay. Then let's just go with your number two. Then. <laughs> my number two? Marijuana. Reefer Madness. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't even make my honorable mentions. I have something similar on my honorable mentions, but not that. Marijuana is in fact a plant, and it drives people to lascivious behavior and cannibalism. Cannibalism. They kill people by punching them in the head once and they're dead. Yeah. They fucking never underestimate the power of weed, man. 
It'll change your life. <laughs> it's, it's the ultimate performance enhancer slash cannibalism inspiration. CBD oil. <laughs> Only for medical. You're not going to get high off it. Yeah. You know what it's going to make you do? It's going to make you kill. Yeah, it's going to make you It's going to make you unbutton the first button on your dress shirt and pull your tie down <laughs> and get angry. Yeah. You might apply, apply some black paint around your eyes. CBD actually stands for cannibalized bodies, dude. <laughs> I like it. My number two. Little hillbilly man named Jordy Verrill. <laughs> Had a meteor crash down. He did. Got some meteor goo on his face, which spread in the moss and a plant in Creepshow. Poor, As played by Stephen Jordy. King. Yeah, Stephen King is such a tragic little fucking hapless bumbling doofus. What the, what the <laughs> hell is that thing? He's a typical fucking bumblefuck. Yeah, yeah. Bumblefuck He played it so well with his buck teeth and his squinty yeah. eyes. He was so great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Him and his home and maybe the world as implied. Yeah. Are covered by an alien moss. He eventually blows his fucking brains out. Yep. Jordy Vera. It's a very curious case. Much more curious than Benjamin Button. Yeah. A crossover would be cool, though. <laughs> he goes from a, from a tree to a sapling. <laughs> <laughs> the shrubbery years. <laughs> so, my number one, as previously mentioned... A little bit viney, a little bit rapey, coming from trees, going into vaginas. The vines, the branches, Evil Dead. The raping of the vines. Yeah. The raping plants from Evil Dead might be the most terrifying plants that, that are on the list. Yeah, it's uh, and it's it's such a iconic scene, it's such a classic fucking scene, you know, it, it's just... Sam Raimi was onto something when he came up with that, yeah. and probably on something... Um, and the music that goes along with it, with like the plucking pizzicato strings and all the shit that goes with it, it's just such a fucking perfect scene. And uh, thank you, Sam Raimi, for giving us vaginally inspired vine demon possession. And then they re- repeated it in the next movie, and then they repeated it in the remake, and then in Silent Hill they sort of had a tribute to it in the movie because there was the woman who was fucked with barbed wire instead of... Uh, Instead of vines, but uh, that is a, a, a classic, classic scene of horror. It is indeed my number one. That might have been my number one with the raping plants and stuff. But there is a tree scene, not just a plant, but a tree. You know, one time. It's very, very, uh, it's, it's unlikely, but on a night like this, like Halloween. <laughs> because it's Halloween right now. Shh, okay. Yeah, okay. okay. It'd be very unlikely that someone like me, like a whirl, might go to a certain tree like this and knock on this tree and say, Yea, I call you forth, Tranthor. <laughs> but what are the chances of that? What are the chances? Ernest scared stupid. 
The troll tree. Yeah? Little wooden dogs. <laughs> Got little wooden dogs in that tree, Dom. That's true. Little wooden dolls of slaves. Yeah. Oh, you look so old. Oh, i got a lot to tell you. <laughs> and the fact that on a night like this, yeah, he knocks on the tree. He summons the troll. Yeah. Trantor. That his great-granddaddy, the preacher Phineas World, condemned to the murky depths below that tree. They planted the seed. That whole tree grew. And the roots will be his prison. And they shall never disturb him again. Unless a world like Ernest was to knock on that tree and summon him forth. Yeah. Which he did. You know. Because he's Ernest. Well, Ernest is the human Biff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> if there's something to be done wrong, he'll do it. Yeah. You know, he is the human Biff. There will never be another Ernest movie because there's no Jim Varney anymore. Yeah. And you can't replace Jim Varney. If they movies. remake Ernest movies, that's when I become Timothy McVeigh. But... What if I'll firebomb? I'll blow up the studios. I'll blow up until you find the one. Yes. <laughs> but what if there was an Ernest Scared Stupid prequel that was played for gritty, realistic violence? What if <laughs> I remake Ernest Scared Stupid? Yeah. And I play the dog, and Biff plays Ernest. Yeah. There you go. We can put Biff in a vest and a hat. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Just redub Jim Barney's voice. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to a theater near you. It's Biff Scared Stupid. <laughs> With JD as Rimshot. And Biff as Ernest P. World. Biff, what what kind of inventions to keep the bullies out with the treehouse would Biff come over? Um I don't know. It'll probably involve poop and boners. The answer is none at all. <laughs> yeah. Because Biff is stupider than Ernest. And doesn't have any thumbs. <laughs> he he might pro- try to... He, he might come up with ideas, but I wouldn't understand what he's trying yeah, to tell he'd me. probably just run up to him and put his nose in their crotch. Pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, that's my number one. Got any honorable mentions? I have a few. Me too. Go ahead. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing is a plant. Yes. So is Man Thing. He's a plant. Man Thing as well. Yeah. Man Thing. Man Thing sounds... It should not be a fucking comic book or a cartoon. It should be a porn. It should be a horrible porn. Yeah. Uh, The Killer Tomatoes. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Got those as well. The Triffids. Day of the Triffids. Sort of the one that started it all. It is, but it's not good. That's why it's only on my honorable mentions. Yeah. That's why it's on my honorable mentions as well. The Tree and Poltergeist. Audrey 2 and Little Shop of Horrors. And whatever the fuck those weird dead people in bushes things were in Troll 2. All my honorable mentions as well. I thought that Little Shop of Horrors was going to be your number two. Mm. I was convinced. You like that. I like that movie. Seeing Plant. Yeah. Like you said, The Ruins, Killer Tomatoes, The Burning Tree from The Ring. Yeah. I like The Ring. Yeah, I do too. Ringu. 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 Sleepy Hollow Tree. The Fear. You ever seen The Fear? I've not. Dude, it's it's a tree man. It's a man made of wood that kills people. Just get a little mahogany. He does. He's got a little bit of a boner because he's made of wood. He can't help it. Right. His penis is constantly hard. I remember but the you, VHS box. The fear. With the face. And it's like, yeah. You have to watch it. 
You have to watch The Fear. It's terrible. Yeah. But I grew up with it, and so I love it. I also have Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. The corn that goes through the black kid's neck. Oh, yeah. I love... That's my favorite Children of the Corn 3 is Urban Harvest. They make a cornfield in the ghetto. Yeah. That's the best Children of the Corn. I really like it a lot. I've probably only seen it once. You gotta rewatch that. It's good. Go back to it? Yeah, review it. I went back to the original one a while back, and it was boring as fuck. No, number three is the best. Better than the original, better than anything. If you don't like it, fight me. I'll fight you over it. Listeners, I'll fight you. You wanna fight about it? You wanna fight about it? I'll meet you up. Mano and manum. Man to man. Put him up. Troll two. Put him up. The Julia Louis-Dreyfus nymph from Troll 2. Yeah? I would bang the shit out of that plant. Yeah. You know, the the, the thing that always trips me about, about, out about Troll 2 is the witch. Because the actress who plays the witch is clearly hot, and they tried to make her not hot with makeup, but it just kind of made her more hot. Yeah, I like that. She's like Ilsa, she-wolf of the SS. Yeah. Or Mama you know, she's from Mama's hot. Family. She's hot, but, you know, you dress her up in a Nazi uniform, then you hate her, right? Yeah. But still, for some reason. A little bit of hate sex? I might, She would kill me afterwards. Yeah. Remember, if she doesn't come when you fuck her, yeah. she kills you. Yeah. You just gotta kill her first. She's got big boobs. Good boobs. Kind of look like, like my wife's boobs. Yeah. My wife is the non-Nazi Ilsa. The Ilsa of the California. She's the she-wolf of Bakersfield? She's the she-wolf of... Ridgecrest. The B-word. The B-word. <laughs> so, my next honorable mention, the animated Venus flytrap from Creepshow 2. Mm. Remember? Mm-hmm. Bullies getting eaten by the giant Venus flytraps? Yeah. Creepshow 2 in the animated segments. Yeah. Ties the whole story together. Kind of right. like the rug in the Big Lebowski. Yeah. Really tied the room together. Yeah. And my last one is a, is a combination between the tree and poltergeist, like you said, and the weed tree in Scary Movie 2. <laughs> Where he rolls up the dude and smokes him. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm getting high, Sam. Ah, <laughs> oh, those movies are great. They're not great. No, the they're first, not. <laughs> the first one is good. I don't know. I really like the second one. Second one's good too. After that, yeah, (laughs) it's my little hand. He's on our uh, disabled characters list. Did did you see Haunted House? Yeah, that is actually one of the best. It's better than the last like couple scary movies. I I, I love the scene where they're getting high with the ghost and the the joints just floating in the air, and then you can see like the smoke filling up the lung chambers. And then Marlon Wayans gets fucked in the ass by the ghost because yeah. he's always getting fucked by ghosts. That's just the way he rolls. Yeah, he's a, he's into it. He's a uh, he's a ghostophile. <laughs> we hope you have enjoyed our top five horror plants. We're gonna come back next week with an all new top five list. We're not going to screen or schnitzel. We're going back to the formula that you all know and love. We're gonna go with the good movie and the bad movie of the week. And just just as a little teaser. For the next episode, I've already watched my good movie. Wow. And it was shockingly good. I thought it was going to be terrible. Wow. It's a found footage movie. And you liked it? And I liked it. You liked a found footage movie. And we're going to talk about it next week. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm, I can't wait for next Wednesday. Yeah. When the postmortem show, episode 72. Are your nipples tingling with anticipation? 
how they were tingling with anticipation of oh my dom my dom <laughs> so as H.P. Lovecraft once said as he found true love oh my dom that's what he said he oh my domling. if it smells like fish Throw the fucker back. This is the last song of the episode. I'm just going to roll credits here. I'm going to try to remember all the lyrics. So 
much, but you still man. I need your love. I need your love. God speed your love to me. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back next week. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>